Adobe was honestly the most um, positive predictions I had seen at the time, and everyone else was pretty pessimistic, and I, I didn't agree with those pessimistic forecasts, so I was hoping that Adobe would be accurate, and I think they were, they were actually pretty accurate with their forecasts. Really? Only missed it by oh, how just, much? Just two billion. Two billion! Good day and welcome to Commerce Today. We're so excited to have you on board. My name is Darren Newbold and uh, with me as always is co-host Josh Warren here to uh, walk us through what's happening in commerce today. Now, this one's a really fun one, Josh, because we're going to maybe use the Wayback Machine. Is that what uh, we might use? And go, uh, go back to our episode number two where we grabbed, and this is where we need that eerie uh, crystal ball sounding theme music, if there is such a thing. And we looked at Adobe's crystal ball and kind of went through their holiday sales forecast for 2022. So with that, Josh, how did they do? Yeah, so I, I think I even mentioned back then I was super excited for this episode because I wanted to see how they did because Adobe was honestly the most um, positive predictions I had seen at the time and everyone else was pretty pessimistic and and I I, uh, I I didn't agree with those pessimistic forecasts so I was hoping that Adobe would be accurate and I think they were they were actually pretty accurate with their forecasts really only missed it by oh, how just, much just two billion two billion so what you're saying is you're okay if I Miss my goals and my uh, budget numbers by $2 billion. That's a capital well, B in well, case you're well, wondering. You see, they exceeded it. Oh. They were, it was actually $2 billion of additional revenue. Um, so, yeah, if you want to bring in an extra $2 billion, you have that lying around, then I will not complain. All right, folks, you heard it here first. Uh, $2 billion's all I need, and we're off to the races. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. How did how did it all play out? We have holiday sales, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday. We kind of, they kind of broke it out. So, and numbers I know are kind of hard when you're talking and you don't have numbers to see. So we'll we'll add these or have some of this as part of the show notes for sure. But Josh, how did they how did it all play out? Yeah, so they had predicted that overall holiday sales um, for the e-commerce world would come in at a 2.5% increase over um, previous year. So basically $209.7 billion. It's actually a higher increase. It was a 3.5% increase, came in at $211.7 billion. And that was obviously a big miss. But the other interesting thing is they had predicted that Thanksgiving and Black Friday would be slower, would have the, I think, probably the first ever or the first in many, many years where Thanksgiving sales and Black Friday sales would be lower than the previous year. That was incorrect. They thought it would be a 1% decrease on both of those days. And Thanksgiving um, sales for e-commerce actually went up 2.9%, and for Black Friday went up 2.3%. So that was a, uh, a fairly big miss there as well. That is, that's a, that's a big miss. Why do you think they thought that? It seems like in looking at this and looking at their numbers and predictions, they really thought that the, there was such a focus on discounts and people wanting discounts. They were really putting all their eggs in the Cyber Monday basket and thinking that proportionally all the sales were going to come on Cyber Monday and maybe maybe a few days after Cyber Monday, that type of thing, um, and not so much on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So the results then, and we haven't mentioned Cyber Monday, so why don't you share Cyber Monday? What happened then? Yeah, so Cyber Monday, they were actually pr pretty close. Again, 
you know, by billions. Um, they predicted 11.2 billion and the actual sales were 11.3 billion. So, hey, it's just a miss by 100, 100 million or 0.1 billion. I know this is all confusing to, to think about. It's, it's a lot. And I figured it up to be about 1,000 Corvettes. So if you, if you can think of it that way, that's how far they missed. So 1,000 Corvettes is 0.1 billion, give or take a few. But looking at that and kind of coming back to this, if they were predicting that the discounts were the big deal on for Thanksgiving and Black Friday, did the retailers outsmart them or outsmart themselves and just pre-discount? I do think there's a lot of that, but also just looking at the the overall trend, so you can actually plot all this data out, um, and they, they have the data for every single day in the holiday selling season, and sales really didn't slow down until December 12th. They actually stayed pretty high. I think a lot of that... Um, a lot of that came down to retailers were just running constant discounts and promotions, and so I do think that helped. I think some people in the industry, and I think Adobe it was part of this in their predictions, thought that you know the big discounts will be on Cyber Monday. That'll be what drives everybody to shop online. Well, retailers didn't stop. They basically saw the sales they were making on Cyber Monday, said, hey, these discounts are working. Let's keep going. Um, and they found ways. I think a big part of it was finding ways to – discount and remain profitable. It was kind of interesting. There, there were some case studies already coming out of companies that they ran promotions and they appealed to customers that were looking for discounts. But when you actually compare it, the way they were either changing their shipping cost or changing the, the original price, it wasn't actually a discount. They still had the same profit per order that they had in previous years, but they were able to get more volume through by appealing to those discount hunters this year. That old... Uh shipping and handling uh, trick that sometimes it's free and sometimes it's $20, but at the end of the day, what you paid ends up being about the same, right? Yep, exactly, exactly. Interesting, interesting that uh, that the sales started decreasing basically 10 shipping days before Christmas, that that's when people started to recognize, hey, I can no longer get this by Christmas. So, So that was a yeah. It had to be a big deal, but yet places like, as we've talked about before, Amazon was still hammering, you know, they had two-day shipping and they had people delivering Saturday, Sunday. If there was an eighth day of the year, they were doing it then too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that some of this, um, the decrease, kind of 10 shipping days before, I think both retailers, but especially consumers were nervous because, I don't know if you remember, but 2020 and 2021, UPS and FedEx had a lot of problems, and there were a lot of late packages. Um, there were a lot of things not arriving when they were promised to arrive. So I think people gave up basically on e-commerce a little bit earlier in the season. Um, but that actually kind of goes into the next thing I want to talk about was obviously if you, you want it fast, you're nervous that you you know maybe can't get it shipped that fast, that's when you start looking at curbside pickup. Well, Adobe had a prediction there too, and they said that the three days before Christmas, 35% of online orders would be for curbside pickup. There's another one where um, they actually missed a little bit. Wow. Uh, it was actually 42% of online orders the three days before Christmas were for curbside. So I do think that retailers were able to capture some of those people that were nervous about shopping online after December 12th by offering curbside pickup, but because so many retailers still don't offer that, that's when I think the brick-and-mortar stores really started getting a, a greater share of the sales. Yeah, is there any breakdown or any information that you have? I, I'm 
genuinely curious. I mean, where did all these 42% of the curbside pickup come from? Which stores is that the, let's call it the Macy's, the Nordstrom's, the Dillard's, those kinds of large, large, very large retailers, brick and mortar, and they're very much the clothing, a majority clothing type of items and those kind of things. Is that? That was a lot of it. Um, I know Adobe also pulls data from Target and Target had just crazy um, numbers from their uh, their curbside pickup this year. That's also some smaller retailers um, that you most likely haven't heard of, uh, some regional retailers. And um, I'm thinking specifically of some farm and home stores, some kind of general home supply type uh, stores that have good regional footprints that offer this curbside pickup. Yeah, and they probably have, yeah, regional footprints and, and probably regional loyalty as well. Correct. And so that's going to drive that. Interesting. All right. Well, moving on here. So things slowed down around December 12th, 10 days out, 10 days, 10 shipping days, I should say, not 10 days from Christmas, but 10 days uh, shipping days. But all right, let's take us all the way up to Christmas. What happened on Christmas Day? Yeah, that was super interesting. So mobile set a new record. Uh, 61% of online sales on Christmas Day were on mobile. And I, I really have this picture in my mind, and, and if anyone in my family is listening, I, I swear I didn't do this. Um, this is hypothetical, but it seems to me like after opening gifts, everybody got their smartphones out and went online and ordered what they really <laughs> wanted for Christmas. So, Well, okay, let's... Maybe there's a more positive way to to spin this. Maybe, maybe they got the shirt or blouse and they decided to get the the pants or shorts or whatever that, that goes with it so that it was complimentary to true, what true. they had gotten at, at Christmas. Well, and there's also so many retailers now, especially the bigger retailers, make it so easy. If you get a gift card, you can spend that gift card online, you know, without having to necessarily type in all the digits. There's a code you can scan on the back. So I would imagine some of that was uh, getting those gift cards and deciding to put them directly to use. Yeah, that's a good point because – one of the things that we do as a, a standard around Christmas is the kind of the white elephant gift exchange that's on Christmas Eve. And it's often because the families have gotten older. And so it's more often that there's less overall true gifts, but there's a lot of gift cards. So I could see that. And maybe, maybe a lot of that, I guess, here's a question for you on that. And I don't know if you have the data, but how much of those online sales from the mobile, how much of that was food and beverage versus product and service or products specifically? Is there any breakdown on that? Typically, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but typically with these reports, they are going to exclude certain categories. Um, and so a lot of times that will exclude certain types of food and beverage. Um, okay. But I would have to dig into some of the other data to get those numbers. Yeah. And the only thing I'm thinking, I mean, how many people got Starbucks cards or yeah. uh, those kinds of things? And we're immediately putting like, hey, let's get the, you know, all right, Christmas Day, we're tired. You had to go get the Frappuccino or the Mocha Espresso, whatever. Anyway. All right. Well, very cool. Moving on. So I guess tell us about kind of total, the total sales and, and how this looked in comparison to 2019 through 21. Yeah. So... There's been kind of a story, and luckily these numbers, I think, have broken that story. We're not seeing it as much. But late last year, um, probably starting about the time that Shopify posted their, I think, billion-dollar loss, there's this story that, hey, everyone in the e-commerce industry thought things were going to keep going crazy, high levels of growth from the the pandemic, that 
the growth in 2020, the growth in 2021, that all that was going to continue. Well, then all of a sudden, Shopify posts that huge loss as, oh, no, actually, people are going back to stores. E-commerce isn't going to grow this fast. Um, There's people predicting, actually, pretty much everybody was predicting that e-commerce would not drive as many holiday sales by percentage in 2022 as it had in 2020 or 2021. However, that didn't happen. That was another one of these pessimistic predictions that was actually way off. So back in 2019, way back, the the before times, (laughs) um, about a little under um, 15% of holiday retail sales were online. Well, 2020 hits, and I'm actually surprised this number isn't higher, but um, 20.6% of holiday retail sales um, happened online. 2022 uh, or 2021, everyone says, hey, I still like this e-commerce thing. It came in at 20.9%. Well, actually, this uh, this most recent holiday season, 2022, e-commerce drove almost 22% of total retail sales. So customers um, have not gone back to the pre-pandemic holiday shopping behavior. They are still shopping online for sure. And yeah, as you look at this from 2019 to 2022, there's overall, there's been a 7% increase in online sales. So however that breaks out, and we had two close years of 2020 and 2021, where the majority of that increase took place between 19 and 20. Very interesting. That tells you that the, the pandemic set a standard that, at least based on these numbers, is not going away. Well, out of all of this, Josh, and these interesting numbers and the fact that they missed, but they, fortunately, everybody missed and they were low. They were a bit pessimistic, I guess, looking forward. What are our takeaways from all of this? Um, So I think first and foremost, um, if you have any way at all that you can offer a curbside pickup option by this holiday season, you have to. Like that is just, even if you're, you're a single store retailer, maybe if you don't even have a store, Start looking at creative ways to do that. I think we're going to see some service offerings from Amazon this year. I know UPS has some things in the works to where um, smaller businesses can provide kind of a a local pickup option. Like a locker system or something? Yeah, exactly. And I think those systems, um, some type of option like that, you're going to have to have that this holiday season. And that's not the kind of thing that you sign up for a service, flip a switch, and it's live the next day. That is something you need to be talking to your e-commerce provider about like yesterday and get that underway. And I think that's where one of the reasons I wanted to kind of highlight the miss in these predictions is I think, again, especially after those disappointing financial results from Shopify, I think a lot of retailers took that as a sign as, okay, 2023 isn't the year to make a huge investment in e-commerce. Let's put the money back into our brick and mortar stores. I think some people may have missed in their budgets for this year, and they might want to take a look at these numbers and say, okay, this is a time to reevaluate. It's still early in the year. We can shift some spending around and make sure that we get that um, get curbside pickup and some of these other things done before the holidays. And related to that, I would expect that based on what happened this past year, overall for the year, about 22% of your total online sales are going to happen in the holiday season. That's about the percentage that holiday sales made up of total e-com sales last year. And then the only other big changes I noticed as you kind of look at these predictions and try to apply them to the next holiday shopping season is that the online holiday shopping season will be one day longer this year. And I think that kind of your key window for your promotions 
will be November 24th through um, December 11th. That's when I would kind of cluster my my key promotions based on this. How does it work out that we get one day longer of a shopping season? Oh, this is this is where being an, a, a longtime e-commerce nerd, there are years I've loved and years I've hated. It's all about the calculation of where Thanksgiving falls because it's the – X Thursday of November. And so there's actually a range in November of when Thanksgiving can be. And, and it's interesting, kind of an, an aside here, um, this is totally different in the rest of the world. You know, we're, these are all very US-centric patterns and numbers. Um, the first time I visited Europe during, um, I want to say it was late October, and and this is before this was common in the U.S. I know more stores do this now, but late October, all the stores are already doing their Christmas sales. It was the holiday sales season mm-hmm. because there's not a Thanksgiving because that is a U.S. and also Canadian holiday. Rest of the world doesn't have it, so they kind of go full bore into shopping um, before that. Interesting. Yeah. Josh, thank you so much for sharing all of that. We hope you guys uh, enjoyed this and this kind of going back through what happened over the holiday season and really getting that retrospective of this is what was predicted and this is what we were looking at and here's what actually happened and some great ideas and key takeaways and and key points. So with that, again, we appreciate you being here. This is another great episode of Commerce Today. We look forward to catching you next time. Until then.